Hello and welcome to Arrest All Mimics. This is the original thinking and creative innovation podcast. My name is Ben Tallon. Um, I'm back. Part two. Nina Chakrabarty, right? We're going to pick up where we left off last week with um, Lawrence King Publishing. So we'll get into that shortly. We'll tell you about what happened last week, what's coming up. First, a little thank you to my sponsors, illustrationweb.com helped me get this show off the ground. Founding sponsor, illustration agency representing over 200 different people in categories of animation, fashion illustration, fashion design, large-scale mural, live. Uh, It's all going on. They're a really broad agency these days. Go and check them out. They've got a whole new section telling you about the projects, about commission projects, Uh, and you can submit your work. So go and check them out, illustrationweb.com. Print.com. We'll put them in second today. I'm always putting the poor buggers last just because they came on board last, but they're certainly not least. They're an awesome sponsor. They really support this show. They support the listeners, support interacting people on the social media, and they really get behind the creative industry because they understand the importance of it today. So go and check them out. They do my show printing. They do my personal printing. Uh, over 90 different products, matte gloss finishes, uh, foiling, laminating, uh, concertinas, recycled stock for you eco heads the same as me, um, all sorts going on. Please do go and check them out. Um, we don't really have to look much further than Nina Chakrabarty's Hello Nature today, which is on the shelves right now. It's a wonderful book. It's the winner of the publishing category in the World Illustration Awards, the book's professional category, I should say. Um, also, while we're at it, a little thanks to the Association of Illustrators who put me in touch with Nina and Lawrence King. Uh, do a great job of promoting the show, so go and check them out at theaoi.com. Um, but on the printed front, so they produce these awesome kind of cards, as we'll discuss, around Hello Nature for kids to interact with and have fun and play games. There are so many different things you can do outside the realms of books. Um, if you are promoting a book, it can be anything from flyering. When I brought out my own book, Champagne and Wax Crayons, which is a brutally honest guide to making it as a free, freelance independent creative, um, I had to produce posters and flyers and get it out there and talk to people because I was out with a small publisher, Lid Publishing, who didn't have a big marketing budget. So I had to be canny and use these printed goods effectively. And so can you. So go and check them out, printed.com. Heartinternet.co.uk, my digital and tech sponsor, giving us a little tip every week. Um, What I noticed about Nina is that she wasn't on Twitter. She was only on Instagram. And I thought... Wow, I'm so embedded these days in all the platforms. I've I've built up over 2,000 people on Facebook, on Twitter, and on Instagram. So now I feel kind of obliged to post on all three when there are certainly days when I don't want to do that. And I feel like it would be good just to specialise on one. So go and check out Nina's Instagram. The the link will be in the show notes for this episode. Um, There's nothing wrong with specialising and mastering one. So there you have it. Go and have a look at the way Nina uses it to support and promote her books. Uh, she's a top lass, she's a lovely lady, she is very, very talented, broadly talented. Uh, so we're going to get into all the nuts and bolts of um, Hello Nature and her own series of books with Lawrence King today as a part two of the Creative Book Publishing special. So thanks to the sponsors, keeping the show free every week. So like I said, Nina Chakrabarty, wonderful illustrator, originally from India, grew up um, from her teenage years in London. She's awesome. She's a special talent and she's going to tell us about that journey and what that meant coming to London and starting life anew in a new country. 
We're going to talk about her relationship with Lawrence King, how she first got a book deal and how all that moved forwards to the point where she's about to release her fifth illustrated book. Can you believe that? I imagine I am not the only one watering at the mouth at the prospect of bringing a book out with a publisher like Lawrence King. So she's going to give us the illustrator's perspective on how that came about, what's been successful, what's been not, what she hopes for moving forward. Uh, and the feedback from people that she gets uh, and all those good experiences. So it's a, it's a must-listen. It's part two. If you missed part one, please do go and listen back to that first with Lawrence King and Elizabeth Jenner of Lawrence King Publishing. We get in-depth about what makes for a successful creative book in this day and age in 2017 in the digital era. So there you go. There you have it. I hope this is a wonderful double-sided perspective of all those things. Um, thanks again to the sponsors. Do hit me up on the Twitter at Arrest Ornamix with your thoughts and feedback. It's very important. The interaction's been going up and up and up recently. More and more followers, more people listening to the show. Tremendously exciting for me. So thank you, guys. Uh, if you want to hit me up more privately, hello at bentallen.com. Always happy to hear your suggestions if you think you should be on a show, if there's somebody you want to hear from. So this will be episode 85. And what that means is I'm 15 away from the big 100th episode and I'm tearing my hair out trying to think who I should get on the show, who I can get on the show. It's not always possible to access people. I've got a shortlist drawn up. People did hit me up on the Twitter when I put out a post the other week. Please do keep those suggestions coming. Who do you think's worthy of a big 100? It doesn't have to be a major name. It doesn't have to be some celebrity. It could quite possibly be. Or it may be the brand new independent who's doing something totally fresh. So I really don't know which direction I'm going to go with it. So please do get me your suggestions over for that one also. So without further ado, I've banged on long enough. Um, here you go. Nina Chakrabarti, author and illustrator of Hello Nature with Lawrence King Publishing to give you a different perspective to last week's episode from Lawrence King himself and Elizabeth Jenner. Uh, do enjoy and go and have a look at a wonderful work and do pick up a copy of Hello Nature if you get the chance. Nice one. What is your backstory? You're from India. Yeah, I'm from India. I was born in Calcutta. Um, my mum's English, my dad's uh, Bengali, and they met over here at a dance. Oh, and, uh, Yeah, like everyone in the 60s. Yeah, my parents met at a dance. <laughs> And um, and then they went back. Yeah. Uh, so when was I born? 1970. So she, my mum had two years there before I was born. And then we lived there till my parents got divorced. So that was 1983. Mm. And then we came here, me and my mum and my sister. So yeah. that's, yeah, that's my backstory. Yeah. But How did that feel? Did that feel like a culture shock? It uh, was a huge culture shock, yeah. Because I was, um, well, I lived in Calcutta which is quite a cosmopolitan, big city. And I think I relate to big cities. So if, we, if we'd moved to London, I think I would have been okay. I sort of understand mm. all the busyness and the chaos and everything. But we moved to Calcutta. Um, we moved to Reading, yeah. which has had a very small town. <laughs> I'm, I'm only laughing because yeah. I'm a big fan of The Office. And I think of like... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So sorry, my mum's gone off on another track. But. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe there was slight sort of small town fear and... Yeah, and also it was October, so it was freezing cold, oh. and I was not equipped for that. Mm. And we lived in a house with no heating, and it was just like, ah. So it took me ages to get used to the cold, and then school was fine, but that took me a while to yeah. to get into, probably about a year before I... Well, you wouldn't have done yeah. anyone, would you? This wasn't like Facebook no, era, anyone. so Exactly, you know, it was pre-internet, pre... Mm. Yeah, so it took a long time to sort of make friends and do that stuff. So yeah, it was it wasn't... 
um, it was difficult, but it was, I'm glad in some ways. It was a yeah. good age to do it because you're just on the cusp of, I don't know, finding about music and culture yeah. and all that stuff. And I was really into British culture. I mean, my mum was English, so we grew up with English films and books and things. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Very was, cool. Yeah. Yeah, and so what about creatively? Have hmm. you got sort of? What about the family? Did you grow up around yeah. creative people? Well, we had a. Uh, I had an Indian uncle who was a painter, and I used to when we I used to visit that house a lot. So my aunt and uncle's house, and um. So I was used to seeing him, making work, and I don't think he just sort of lived as a painter. Didn't make very much money, but that's what he did, and mm. so I had that experience. But no one else in the family really. Um, and creatively, yeah, I never really thought of art as a career. It wasn't sort of, it just was happened to be, I liked drawing, so yeah. I kind of just drew as I was growing up. Um, uh, yeah, and then when we moved here, yeah, I think even here, I think I started, you know, you get sort of people going, oh, you can draw well, and you kind of like that feeling, so you're thinking, yeah. <laughs> It's addictive, isn't it? I think it? I used to draw the people off the young ones, and that was my thing. They were like, wow. look, at, look at Nina's drawing of the Neil from the Oh, that's, young a, that's ones. You've, you've just immediately gone up like so many levels of tool. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I wish I had that drawing, because I think it was pretty <laughs> accurate. Like, I just could draw Neil. He was the only one I could actually, you know, it was so easy with the long hair. Yeah. The lip. See, I, would, I think I would have been drawn to... Um, Oh, what was his name for the Aid Edmonton's character? Yeah. Viv, of course, yeah. with the orange. Oh, I would have loved the energy in yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> so that was my thing. And then I had a really great arts, um, uh, art teacher, Mrs. Dye. And she was, I think, a huge influence because she was so encouraging and would be really, um, even though I think she was kept trying to get me to go into painting and I was just a terrible painter, but mm. I was into drawing. But she really sort of nurtured you and showed you books and showed you painters because I wasn't from the background where you know about stuff like that so it was the first time I'd learn about artists like Andy Warhol mm -hmm. who's still a favourite and um, yeah so she was great and then there was a girl uh, in the year above who'd got into St Martin's I, I, and I wasn't at all I had no idea what St Martin's was but we went to visit her once and I was like this looks great yeah. wow can you do this can you go is this a thing because I didn't think of going to university or anything like that. I think I just assumed I'd just go into a job, uh, whatever that would be. I, I was just l sort of drifting along. And then, and then because she'd gone, I thought maybe I could do something like that. And so mm. uh, I had a year out after college where I did work and then thought uh, I'd do something craft. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't a sort of very focused. I just thought I want to do something with my hands, maybe I'll study screen printing, maybe I'll become a printer. Mm -hmm. So that's how it started. So I went to foundation because someone said, oh, you can do a bit of everything there. Um, and so that's why I did that, because I was like, maybe I'll come across something I, I like yeah. whilst doing that. Because I thought maybe I'll do fashion. It's so important, I think. I mean, I, I, it is, I, yeah. I, 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 I taught a lot of tutors and there's mm. a real sort of drying up of the foundation courses at the minute, which I think is just a, d a dangerous move. I just think, I, I don't know about you, but for me mm. as someone in a very similar position, I like mm. to draw, I knew what I liked, mm. I had limited cultural horizons mm -hmm. at that age, and I don't know, it would just, I don't know, I didn't know the direction, I didn't know what the yeah. design was, I didn't know what fine art was, it, yeah. you have to play and find out, but without yeah. that, I feel committing straight to a degree course, 
Yes. It's risky. You know? It is. And it's so accelerated now. Like, people asking what you want to do at age eight or whatever. None of us know. Nobody knows. <laughs> and you just, you know, at age 18, I was just drifting along. And just because I happened to have a, some friends who'd done that, so it made me think, oh, you know. Mm. So that's how it's, it began. And even on foundation, I think I thought I might do fashion or, you know. Um, but I sort of drifted into the graphic design element of, yeah. of the course I really enjoyed that and yeah and then applied to St Martin's and yeah. just because I wanted to be in a big city I did my foundation in Plymouth and it was quite a lonely year I because I was the only non um you know I wasn't from Plymouth and everyone was sort of ensconced in their family yeah, life or friends and I was you know just going oh anyone going for a drink oh, and it was yeah. yeah it's tough isn't it when you're yeah. that age and I think I split up for my boyfriend at the time, and I was just like, right, I'm just going to go to London and yeah. have a good time. <laughs> <laughs> and so I did, and I had an amazing time at St Martin's. Uh, yeah. The work, work kind of sloped off. <laughs> I've had such a great time hanging yeah. around the coffee bar, listening to music. and But that part is important too. You know, the people you meet, the people I've met Hell there yeah. are still my friends now. Yeah, and so important. It's, it's, yeah. it's as much for me about that, because mm. it's becoming your person which mm -hmm. drives everything you do creatively mm. surely I think yeah. anyway that's where I, I see it you know yeah very formative times it is yeah and I'm very grateful I went to college pre-internet mm. because I've I don't know you know if you if I wanted to reference something I would have to go to the library or look at a magazine or cut it out keep it in a folder mm -hmm. it's not this sort of instant image library that you have it's uh it's, it's great but it's also too much and you come across much more unique things if you go yourself to a library. And... Your bookshelf. I mean, we're <laughs> yeah. sat here now in the studio, and there's this amazing span of books that you told me when you know charity yeah. shops and all that. And I had the yeah. same. I've got these '80s annuals and images, yeah. and you're not going to find them online. And it's so you get the smell of the book and all that stuff. Yeah, and it's exactly. a sensory experience. And yeah. you find your own taste through that, rather than being told someone else's taste mm. or this is what's cool or this is what you, you genuinely discover that for yourself. I think, yeah. Very true. So that's why. <laughs> yeah. So what, what, so what was there a point when you felt drawing might be the way? Did you know about illustration? Did you, um, or was this introduced? Well, when point? I was young. Uh, oh, no, just I mean just in terms, in of, terms, in terms of, of now right. around sort of Seth Martin's time and, 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 and thinking drawing is my thing. What yeah, I think drawing was always my thing. Um, I was trying different things. I mean, I did sort of stuff with cardboard and felt. I was kind of, but it was essentially drawing in mm. some sense. And I was really into people like uh, Robert Crumb and Andy Warhol's line drawings. Is, yeah. um, I really loved that quality in John Cocteau. So these were people that I was kind of looking at and admiring while I was at college and um, and just trying to refine the line as much as possible. Um, so yeah, but I never thought of how I could make... I just couldn't imagine earning money from it. <laughs> I just thought I was just going to art college. That was the thing. That was the thing I was aiming to. And that three years felt like a lifetime, like just being there and soaking mm. it all up and going to the library. Um, yeah, that was, yeah, I didn't really give a lot of thought to what was going to happen afterwards. <laughs> this is a, Maybe this is another thing that tells us back to the internet, but I, I think that's almost healthier in many ways, the fact that you didn't mm. saddle yourself with this pressure and an end goal because no. you might have cut yourself off to a lot of discoveries along the way experiences yeah you were, at least you were enjoying them for what they were without an end thing yeah therefore probably but, more yeah. in it you know yeah 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 
I think, I mean, I mean, there's an assumption as well, maybe being in college, like St. Martin's, like, oh, you will be, you know, you will, something will happen. Mm. And I think I had that sort of faith back in the back of my yeah. head. Like, but of course it didn't. <laughs> when I graduated, it was really tough. And um, I had no preparation for that. So one day I was in college and the next day I was kind of, um, <laughs> you know, in my flapping, what do you do? And yeah. <laughs> do I, you know, how does one do this? And it was, you know, that was pre-internet. So you had to ring people, find out who the art director was oh, and yeah. this agency or that publishers and ring them up and go and see them. You'd have a nice conversation, but then nothing would happen. Or, yeah. you know, it just took a long time. I remember the first, well, I had um, a friend who commissioned me for this magazine, Blow. I don't know if you remember, it was a real, it was looked like a fanzine in the yeah. 90s. And then it went through a resurgence where it looked a lot more slick. But, I um, I mean, well, I wasn't paid, but that was that was quite thrilling. Like, ooh, I'm doing something for yeah. a proper magazine. <laughs> did you get the final, did you get a printed copy? Yeah, I've got it somewhere. It's a great I mean, it's, pause, it's isn't it? It's a real, yeah, it is. That was a thrill. Hmm. Um, but yeah, had a, a huge chasms of no work and hmm. feeling increasingly like a fraud well I was just like I can't keep calling myself an illustrator because I really don't I don't get any work <laughs> <laughs> um, which is why I decided to go do an MA because uh, it was seven years before my BA and my mm -hmm. MA I went to do masters at the Royal College because I just needed some structure again I just was drifting so far mm. and I was getting I was getting some jobs towards the end of that period but not enough to live on so I was just like I've got to get back into the community and try and figure out what it is I'm doing and what for and if, if I if, you know if nothing else I would have had these two years of education which I yeah and I really really then I didn't um I didn't really waste not not that I wasted my St Martin's years but I was young and I was having fun and whereas Royal College was definitely about work and I just wanted to immerse myself in and mm. I knew it was finite it was two years I was not going to have that yeah. ever again it was a lot of money and I and yeah, so it was, and I met some fantastic people yeah. there too. And you had the crucial step into the real world. Yeah. And the kind of awakening of, oh my God, like, yes, exactly. I what knew do what I actually do with this? Therefore, I always, everyone yeah. I speak to that's, that's stepped into the world, done a job, yeah. what, no matter what that job is, I mean, unless you get your dream job right after mm -hmm. that, it's very, very rare. Then you, there's something about those people that return with a, with a, a new, a renewed focus off the back of that. Yeah. 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 So that's what it gave me. It gave me confidence and just, a surety of what I was doing and and you know mm. this was my work and and so that was a great gift actually and, yeah uh, yeah mm. and Did then I started coincidentally or not I don't know but when as soon as I graduated I I got a studio with friends in uh, London Bridge and uh, yeah work seemed to it was coming thick and fast and I don't know you know it wasn't like oh we saw your show at the Royal College it just seemed to be you know something happened <laughs> maybe it was just me putting the commitment in or having the sort of thinking right I'll get a studio because mm. work will come and then suddenly work came so it was all fine see I'm right on this and I have many many conversations about people's interpretation about what that is I mm. definitely believe that there's something in your energy when when you um when you believe it and you and mm. you really you pick up on that thread and you want yeah. something and you work hard for it there's something yeah. about doors opening I don't know what it is I don't know whether it, yeah it's the way you put yourself out there. I don't, yeah. I don't know. It's just an intangible, but it's, it's definitely yeah. there. So it's I've, there. I've found that. Yeah. yeah, and there's well, there's lots of things. There's luck and it's timing. There's yeah. there's a the current fashion at the time. Because mm. I think when I graduated in '94, it was you know hardly anyone was using illustration the way that they were sort of ten years after that. 
it was very few people and it was that kind of very computer uh, drawings done on the computer which was super fashionable and I think I tried to do that for a while but it wasn't very B and so I think by the time I graduated Royal College sort of hand drawing was really you know mm -hmm. it was in full flow yeah. and there's so much illustration work and yeah. so yeah Timing. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely, yeah. Someone described it to me as, uh, as I think that's something written about it. They said invisible hands. That's what they said. And they said, right. and they said that it's almost like when you, when you, when you're on that right path, mm. opportunities seem to seem to almost reveal themselves. It's yeah. almost like I, I definitely think there's something about being open to seeing them. Yes. If, if you're in a, if you're mm. in a sort of lull and a pessimistic mm. exactly, yeah. mindset, yeah. Yeah. I sometimes think you, you're not. Even if they're there in front of you, you're not yeah. seeing them because you're yeah. almost. You know, you're stuck yeah. in that rut, and but mm. it's—I uh, did a full conversation about this on them on the show recently with someone about confidence mm. and just mm -hmm. how big of a deal, but how yeah. uncontrollable it is. Yeah, you know, every yeah. day it can you need the right level, not too much, not yeah, too little. Absolutely. Well, too much probably doesn't do any harm because you yeah. know it gets you just sort of. Yeah, but too little is lethal because you're not going to use, like you say, you're not going to use the opportunities. That well, come that's away. it. Yeah. So, did you have uh, any anything close to the style we see today by this point? Had you found anything yeah. that felt natural? Yeah, I think my style's always been there. Like, it's just a sort of fluid line quality that I mm. think I haven't really deviated from that. Well, I might have. Ref I think I've refined it. Yeah. Uh, uh, along the way, but yeah, I think that's that was always there. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's because again, that's another big battle, isn't it? You know, it's finding the thing that's natural right. for you and you enjoy doing. Yeah, and that's so many, you know, students tearing their hair out all the time. Yeah, true. It's that finding stuff. that style, I yeah. suppose they call it, or whatever. But um, I don't know if I. Yeah, it's just. I suppose you're lucky if you have something innate that yeah, mm. I don't know. Um, yeah. And you grab onto that. Yeah. <laughs> Did you have interests? Did you have passions that helped shape your work? I mean, I, I'm guessing that mm. at this time, just again calling up on, on personal experience, there would be times between jobs where you were you were left to do your thing and create your own work. Yeah. But what drove that? What inspired you? I mean, I, I, you know, I always think mm. it's those personal passions, the things you do in the That's evenings true. That, yeah. that help you to form you yeah. and, and put that, you know, give that drawing a place to live, a context. Yeah, I was often drawing things around me because I was I was kind of making. I think it's that sort of immigrant thing of coming here and finding everything really fascinating, even yeah. kind of ordinary stuff like packaging. And mm. I was so into packaging, like I'd go to supermarkets and be really like, because oh, you didn't, ha you know, and I, it's the reverse now when I go to India, I'm just like, wow, <laughs> look at these matchboxes, I look at, you know, like I was really yeah. into stuff in a way that because I think I was just trying to figure out this different culture or whatever mm. and um in a kind of simplistic way of putting it but uh and you would have seen it with different eyes as you said they're coming in from somewhere else it would have given you a whole different appreciation but also you probably triggered ideas that no one else was getting from that stimulus perhaps yeah Maybe, i never really analyzed level, it yeah exactly you know? yeah i just was that was i was drawn to so i'd often be drawing things in my kitchen or <laughs> um making compositions like i think my final piece of the royal college was um i made wallpaper out of my kitchen wall mm. um and yeah, that was just an extension of the stuff I was I've always been doing, yeah. so drawing things and yeah. Hmm. <laughs> but well, the other work, yes, I think I've just those. Look, I can't think what else I've been doing. I did some screen printing. Yeah, I was just kind of trying to explore different mm. avenues in between work. Mm. Was there a point? Was there a conscious point when you when you 
you felt like I'm an illustrator now. I'm I'm a full time professional illustrator. <laughs> I think actually I got a job from Topshop when uh, when I just moved into the studio after Royal College, and I got this uh, job, and they were like, "We need it tomorrow," and I was like, "What?" And I had to sort of work <laughs> all night and do this thing, and it felt like, and there was there were no there was no one in this building in, in um, London Bridge, and I felt like, "Yeah, I'm working all night." Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't be so pleased about it now, but at the time I was just like. <laughs> Wow, this is cool. Because <laughs> yeah. I was thrilled to get work. And um, yeah, I think it, it felt really good. I think moving to that studio was a real important moment. Because yeah. I've you know, I've been, uh, so what was that, seven, eight, nine years from my first degree. And, mm. I, and I'd always worked in my bedroom. or mm. And this was a, a huge jump to be able to think, right. Yeah, yeah it feels good, doesn't it? It's yeah, like, yeah, it does, yeah. <laughs> and also, yeah. There's been ups and downs since, but uh, that was the first moment, I think. Yeah. Mm, mm. Yeah. So, what did you did you do you have a direction? Did you I mean by this point? Did you, did you feel like right? Okay, there are areas I want to work in. Did you have, you mm. know, I mean, I don't know. I I mm. just stumbled into kind of football. That was my interest. Right. Something I knew about. Yeah. And what, what quickly became apparent to me is that they needed people who mm. understood the game on a weekly basis right. type thing. So I got work yeah. with The Guardian doing that because it was quick turnaround. Yeah. I was like, okay, this is interesting. My love of sport might connect to my yeah. career now. That's that's a revelation, but we'll yeah. go for it. Was there anything like that? Or did you did the kind of eclectic nature that you talked about continue? Yes, I think that continued. So I was doing lots of different things. So I'd be doing slightly fashion-y work. Um, then I was doing plants and flowers for Cowshed. I did sort of the, cool. the first range of the cowshed products and that was a lovely job and I really but I liked having all these different elements I think that it all united me um or the, the thing that united all the jobs was the sort of style so that mm. looked similar yeah but it was different things I did sort of cookbook illustrations or you know drawing bread and fish and I cheese I could totally see that actually <laughs> yeah. yeah so it was all different elements but in very different um markets I suppose you'd call it yeah, yeah. which uh which I really loved I liked the variety mm. of it so there wasn't any one particular thing um yeah and then when the book because uh, Joe from Lawrence King uh she's a commissioning editor there she called me saying um, we're looking for someone to do a fashion book and that's how that relationship with Lawrence King started mm. so that must have been exciting that was oh. so exciting that was actually because I I've been drawing these elements fashion elements for ages yeah. I don't know but the moment she said that it's gonna light bulb I was like oh I know what I should look like. Oh, wow, yeah. <laughs> like it's kind of, because I drew on all my sort of 70s, you know, things like scrapbooks mm. and um, do-it-yourself and um, that book called Cheap Chic. I don't know if you know it. It's an amazing... I don't know it, no. Is it 70s or early 80s? But it's just kind of that, uh, it's American, but it's that do-it-yourself do yeah. uh, feel to it. And I like, I wanted to be about that it wasn't really fashion as such it's more about the joy of mm. dressing up which yeah. I think kids can really relate to and, yeah. and it was about the world of dressing up as well so I'd have moccasins or I'd have you know different <laughs> elements in it so it's not just sort of western centric I had henna for India and the Middle East and so I sort of drew on all those things that I knew from yeah. my childhood as well um, but yeah that was an amazing project and I, I just loved it yeah, and how was that? Was mm. is it something you'd thought about books, or was that just I very much a bolt from the blue? It just bolt from the blue. It mm. just came out, and um, 
and it was a, a huge learning curve working on this big but it was a 272 page or something like that <laughs> and it was I didn't realize how much I mean I worked it's so intensely but I did the whole book in four months including you know wow everything. that's, that's and, quite uh, good I mean, I mean when I spoke to the guys about Hello Nature, yeah. they, you know, I said, what's the sort of average time yeah. for a uh, Lawrence King book? And said, there's no average, but mm. often two years. So yeah. four months I mean, sounds like... Uh, that you know, took me about a year. Yeah. But Hello, Hello Nature took me about a year. Cause, but that was a lovely pace. This was just like... Because <gasps> wow. I didn't... I, didn't I, I was just so uh, excited about it. Mm. Mm. Wow. So in terms of the business side of that, um, because I, I mean, I know I the sort of publishing can be a real minefield how did mm. how did that work did you were, were Lawrence King good about kind of laying out how everything worked in terms of financial mm. side of things the yeah the whole process did that did that feel overwhelming or was it was it quite easy to, to it do? was fine they were really helpful and, and guided me through all mm. that and it was good yeah yeah, yeah. that's good because mm. they do sound like a great publisher in that respect mm. I mean and there's again like any other industry there's good and bad yeah. out there but I mean as a first time person yeah. getting a book like that that must yeah, have been something I'm, that you thought about yeah I yeah. feel very fortunate that yeah I haven't really worked on any books with any other publisher I can't, so I can't really compare I'm ultra supportive and mm. extremely respectful as well like with the fashion book I mean they didn't know I was going to produce the book that I did and they left me to it like I thought that was such a wonderful they weren't um I mean, I think maybe I had one meeting where I showed them some stuff, and but they just was like, yeah. And then at the end of it, when I delivered it, yeah. I think there was a few editorial changes, but so few. And when wow. I look at it now, it seems quite kind of eccentric, mm. uh, quite quirky book. It, you know, they didn't kind of try and say, oh, it needs to be this and that and that. That mm. that freedom was, uh, uh, I think, yeah. very unusual. What a wonderful, point. what a wonderful thing. Yeah. yeah it that being said, it's seems now unsurprising that you know we're up to what your fourth book comes to you out um what is it so did that one that one fifth fifth yes okay. yes cool. yeah. this is the fifth one so there was yeah. so there was my wonderful world of fashion shoes yeah right. there was sh my wonderful world of fashion my even more wonderful that was the second ah, one ah that's yeah. the one i missed that's the one yeah <laughs> then there was shoes nature and yeah yeah this is collection of collections so did the relationship just continue was it a case of you yeah. going back to them and going i want to do something else or they came mm. to you or did it was it just kind of unspoken um no there was uh sort of they think they wanted to do another fashion one after the the first one was quite successful so they wanted to do another one um i think uh, even at that point i wanted to do a nature one <laughs> i was trying to was like, let's do a nature one no fashion <laughs> so we did a um, couple more fashion ones but uh which were fun but I, I really I kind of almost from the start wanted it to be like the rest of my work like the freelance work it's kind of I wanted another channel for it I didn't want to mm. you know, and also that you know I put so much into the fashion books I couldn't you can't keep no. Yeah, I, I, I just ran out of yeah. things to... Yeah, there would come a point them. when it then became mechanical, which is everything that is yes. not going by what you've just said about the eccentricity yeah. of the first one. That's beautiful yeah. and probably why it's successful, you know? Yeah, I hope so. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they were, were they open to that idea then of switching? Because it's quite an about-face to go from... Yeah, like, true. I think maybe not at first, because they wanted to stick with the... They maybe couldn't see how it could work with nature, but... um. But I've always been into drawing plants and flowers, and I've, I thought it could work in the same format because it's sort of mm. in that sort of scrapbook element. So the the child is drawing yeah. in it as well and adding to it, as well as it 
informational stuff, but nothing too stuffy or structured. Mm. Like I wanted something you can dip into. Was that consistent throughout mm. all the books? Was that the idea that yeah. the kids would add to it themselves? Yes. Such yeah. a beautiful thing. Yeah. Really, yeah. really nice because as, as you, as we know, as, you know, from being kids, it's mm. that's. To, to, you know, not just you know, the way you connect with the book is wonderful. Yeah. But to have that added element of you can be a part of this book and, yeah. uh, and own that. Yeah. It's mind blowing as a kid. Oh, it's mind blowing for me when I get the um, letters and things from kids who've, who've torn out a page of the book or have photocopied it and then added it. I just love seeing the kids' drawings. <laughs> yeah. Because I'd, I'd have a hat and I'd draw, you know, draw the person under the hat and then. It's so great. My God, so, yeah, and um, something different from every kid. And yeah, as we know, so the imaginations at that point are quite yeah. unchained. Uh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the most rewarding, sometimes when I've done workshops with kids, they're, they're the most fun because, um, they're, yeah, mm. imaginations and... Wow. So just tell us a little bit, if you don't mind, about Hello Nature and yeah. the concept, just for people who have not come across it. Well, um, yeah, so it's a book. Oh, this is the French version, actually. Which one is there? Yeah, that's it. There we English go. Translation. Yeah, that translation. Yeah. Wee wee wee. Yeah. So it's a kind of, it's a sort of activity book, but uh, and it's, and it's about. Uh, it's not. It's. A, I mean, it's a huge subject. So I, we kind of uh, narrowed it down to plants, flowers, and small creatures, mini beasts. I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's just kind of, and it is. This one is in a rough section, so you know you go through the seasons: it's spring, summer, autumn, and winter. And and so the, there's little sections that fit fit in nicely within that. But yeah, it's just a kind of fun book to dip into. Yeah, yeah. And, and what a great way to get kids switched on to nature. Yeah. Because, I mean, I'm sure a lot will be, but then. You might have, you know, I'm guessing there'll be a lot of inner city kids that maybe, maybe exactly. not even yes. thought about this or have yeah. access to this stuff. That's exactly what I was, because I, I sort of, I was a inner city kid and I grew yeah. up in India and it was, you know, I wasn't allowed to ride a bike because it was just too um, dangerous out there. And I was, uh, whenever we went to the countryside, which was quite rare, I really sort of loved it and wanted to mm. be in it and wanted to know more about it. So this was book... All my books, are, in a strange way, are sort of addressed to my 13-year-old self. So it's like, here you go. <laughs> Here's a present for you. Oh, I and, love that. Yeah, I would have loved this book as a kid, I think. I just, um, yeah, so it's a kind of, I, I wanted to impart the enthusiasm. So mm. it's not about facts and, facts and um, there are some facts in there, but I, I wanted to present them as um, incidental almost. The thing is about, it, the main thing about it is the joy of nature. So that's what I'm trying to impart. Is just yeah. To, to just marvel at colours and birds and yeah. petals and all the stuff that's around us. And you can do that very well in a city. Like when I've talked to kids in schools um, in London and you're just like, well, you know, look at your walk to school yeah. and all the things, the trees. And they're noticing stuff all the time. They don't need me to tell them, but you're just like, mm -hmm. you're doing that unconsciously and that's nature too just because you live yeah. in a city doesn't mean that there's not stuff oh my going God, on no. and what yeah. a great way to enrich like you say the seemingly mundane journeys or moments yeah. in life you know it's like yeah. I, do, I do this whole personal thread of drawings of overlooked things in the street anything from like a crushed beer can yes, to a, yeah. just things that catch my eye for whatever reason yeah. and, and do quite quick illustrations but again mm. no walk is boring anymore no you know, yeah. not that it really ever was but but yeah but what a wonderful thing, yeah, you know, just that tree yeah. that you might never have noticed on that journey to yeah. school and suddenly and looking it's at the enchanting. bees uh, pollinating and, you know, and bees, yeah. city, city bees are just something kids can look at and yeah, at. Completely. Mm -hmm. So, 
with this, I, I, and I, I touched on this with Lawrence and Elizabeth, but it, it struck me as um, there's got to be a big adult audience for this too, because it's a great quirky illustrative style, but also yeah. what a what a cool thing to just escape into yeah. as well. Do you get feedback from, from uh, older people than, than, you know, than kids? Sometimes, but mainly it's... I love the book and I got it for my child comments. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so that's a, I've never really thought about that, but yeah, that would make Maybe sense. Maybe even indirectly. I bet there's a few parents yeah. out there now just looking up, you know. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe, No yeah. more Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> I think definitely in terms of the, the fashion book, I think okay, uh, right, older, yeah. older people were buying it, sort of. Mm you know, young fashion yeah. students and stuff, just like the kind of, maybe the references or, yeah. you know, because my references are definitely yeah. <laughs> not the references of now, but that's the other thing which I like, they they didn't get me to take them out, so mm. there's lots of sort of 70s yeah. references. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> and how did it feel to win the award? Because I mean, I congratulate oh, yeah. you probably about 10 times on the night, oh, but uh, I'm going to say it again, uh, because you won the World Illustration Awards book category, yeah. right? The, um, the yes, professional the professional Yes, that was thrilling. It was really, really... Yeah. It felt wonderful. Yeah. Well well earned, in my opinion. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and it's great, isn't it? Cause, I mean, you, we were both at the show mm. last week, Private View, and it's, I thought it was fantastic, the exhibition. Mm. I thought that the space was great. Yeah. I thought the, um, the, you know, all the things going on in there, the screens and the presentation yeah. on the night. And it's great to yeah. see an often overlooked industry when you're not in, in mm -hmm. illustration getting such a prominent front-facing yeah. show like that yeah and to meet other illustrators i mean yeah. as one yourself you know what it's like to just God, just yeah. you know you spend a lot of time on the road yes yeah. yeah, we were out <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'd love to see a tally of how many bedrooms this show's been playing out in because i, I do get a lot of that kind of lonesome freelancer feedback yeah <laughs> <laughs> So what's next? You've got another book coming out, right? Yeah, my this is coming out. Yes, my collection of collections coming out end of this. No, I think it might be out already. I'm not sure when they actually, but it's yeah. Um, have you seen it? Yes. Oh, you have. Oh, I have. Right, yeah. The, the, yeah, Lawrence King showed me. Uh, they showed oh. me the a lot of advanced copy, which is always nice. Yeah. It looks fantastic. <laughs> Thank you. It's my first color book, so that was a real challenge to to think in color because I'm, I'm obviously um, really into black line. But this is, in, in, in essence, I started the book in black line, and then I figured out my own way of getting colour in. Oh, OK. Yeah, so these were all started with, as pencil drawings. So I'd draw the outlines first and then work, work, in, work that way around, rather than I wasn't drawing the shapes first. I still find it... But, you know, by the end of it, I was... I've got it. Yeah. <laughs> got the colour. Like, pages like that I was really fond of, because that's kind of... That could be out from the nature book, but um, it was great to do it in full colour. Mm. And I would love to continue doing some more. Yeah, and I, yeah. I, I, that, that touch on the cover is, is incredible as well, I think. Such a simple thing, but just for the listeners, there's a space underneath his name as the author mm. uh, and illustrator to, for the kids to add their names, which yes. is by Nina Chakrabarty and whoever the yeah. child is, which I think is just such a simple but wonderful touch. Yeah, well that was uh, one of their suggestions, one of Lawrence King's suggestions yeah. actually. They had a um, design meeting and it must have come from them because uh yeah i'd love to see great, as, as as the book comes out i'd love to see you know like a, a whole the best of like a slideshow of all the kids right handwriting and their names on, underneath <laughs> yeah. there like a, that'd, that'd be, be good. great that'd be really good <laughs> um, but yeah this was a dream project i mean i've always because this taps into my whole collections thing and mm. um i wanted to do, do this this has been in my mind for a long time as well so yeah culmination of a lot of years of collecting things 
and just thinking about collecting things, not even collecting things, more just sort of looking at the way people collect things, because I'm fascinated by people's weird, wonderful it, collections. It is, a, it is a whole other world. Yeah, <laughs> it yeah. is. When you start delving into it, you go, ooh. Yeah. Um, but it is, it's, it's something innate in us, I think, that needs to, you know, especially as I think a lot of visual people collect things because they, it's natural, isn't it? I think so. I think so. Definitely, yeah. And like you say, often the weirdest things. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> so is the energy still there? I mean, five books in, are you still feeling, you know, like there are there other ideas mm. kicking around? Do you feel like this will be a continuing relationship? I, the honest answer is I don't know. Mm. I, have, I haven't got anything in my head at the moment. Well, there is a small seed of an idea about India. I'd love to draw, do something on that topic, but it's so... It's not really formed. And yeah. I'm just kind of letting it just stay in there, and yeah. we'll see. <laughs> yeah. Well, the thing is, I mean, the more the more you see the world, the more you fill your mind. These the, the, those little eureka moments happen. So yeah. you know, I'm sure there'll be maybe something. another trip there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And what about ambitions moving forward? Are there are there any kind of bucket list jobs hmm. or any particular areas things you'd like to work with? Hmm. I'd like to do my own textiles. Actually, I'd love to. Oh, wow. Yeah, I mean that takes quite a bit of. Uh, I've been wanting to do that for ages, and it takes a bit of capital and thought. And but I'd love to do that. Yeah. So that going forward, I'd like to. Hmm, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. Um, yeah. Well, um, well, the last bit I always ask um, my guests called Shack in the Tank because it's a very love hate piece of art, Damien Hurst's huge. You know. Oh, right, yeah. And uh, so I always ask him, for, and I, I love hate, it's a bit strong and positive and yeah. negative, and very loosely themed within creativity, so it's a wide open on the spot right. question. See, that's your snap question. I, I don't know. <laughs> love and hate. Mm. The best bit is mm, doing the last page. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they. It's 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 funny. It's a funny process while while you're doing it because you you love it, but also you just want to get it finished. It's it's a long thing, and I the way I work freelance is often quick jobs, mm. and I love drawings that don't take very long. Yeah, like I'm all about the quickness, and then often the drawings are quick, but you're compiling so many of them, mm. and you're so yeah, uh, I like finishing them. <laughs> <laughs> and what do I hate about them? Mm. I don't really hate them, hate anything about them. First page, last page. <laughs> we'll, first do page we'll do that, yeah. we'll do that. First page the, is we'll, daunting, We'll go with yeah. the double-sided one. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, and lastly, where can people find your books, find your work? I guess mm. your website is primary channel. But... Website and Lawrence King's website and then all good bookshops. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. I'll get it in the show notes so people can track you down. Yeah, thank you. Wonderful. Thanks for your time, Nina. That's that's all right. Thank you. That was really great. So thank you so much to Nina Chakrabarti for giving me an hour of her time to go and look in her studio. She dragged a beautiful big box out of the garage with all her original drawings, previous books, previous works. So it was a real feast of indulgence for me to go and spend time in there taking photos of everything, which I'm sure you've seen on the social media. Uh, Go and have a look. They're all on the Twitter at Arrest Almanics. You'll see some on my Instagram also. 
Um, Nina's fantastic, and it's no surprise that she's got a fifth book coming out soon, My Collection of Collections, off the back of the World Illustration Awards Professional Books category winner, Hello Nature. Um, they're all out there. Go and pick them up. They're, they're just such a great investment, full of wonderful illustration ideas and interactivity for your kids and for you as an adult if you like to keep the youth going. <laughs> so thanks again to Nina. Thanks to the Association of Illustrators for helping me get this idea off the ground and access to Lawrence King, go and check them out, theaoi.com. Thanks to my wonderful sponsors, illustrationweb.com, artsinternet.co.uk, and printed.com for their ongoing support, keeping the show free every week for you guys. Get me your ideas. Who do you want to hear from? We've got the Big 100 coming up, as I mentioned earlier. I want to know your suggestions. Who should it be and why? Uh, Always fascinating to hear who people want to hear from. Gives me a few new options, that's for sure. So thanks again, guys, for listening. Please do go drop me a review on the iTunes if you get a moment. It really does help keep this show fresh and keep new listeners coming in and keep the enthusiasm up to bring you these stories, to bring you the advice, bring you the experience from people in the industry. got loads of cool new shows coming up. We've got iMagazine coming up soon, talking about their new issue and why there are 8,000 unique magazine covers. Just... Yeah, soak that in for a minute. Drink it in and digest it, because that is hell of a feat. So we're going to get into all that. We've got all sorts. We've got Marion Deschars coming up, who was mentioned briefly on the show, another illustrator with Lawrence King Publishing, who's done all sorts in the industry over the years. Uh, so it's all going on. Please keep the feedback coming at the rest or mimics on Twitter, and thanks for the support, guys. Have a wonderful week, and I'll chat to you all very soon. 